Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Wow. Now, welcome to summer. (laughs) I laugh because, you know, I am a homeschool mama. My family is home with me all of the time, but there's just something different about when summer hits and that clock just turns, you know, the calendar turns right. And other kids are home from school and there's uh, an array of schedule changes. For us, I wasn't quite prepared for how many sports activities my kids are a part of. Now, I I think if my kids were in public school and they were gone all day, we probably would not allow them to say yes, or I wouldn't allow my husband to say yes to quite as many extracurricular activities. But because they're home most of the day, then in the evening, I'm cool with them, you know, running around to their various activities to be, you know, both active and be with uh, friends and and socializing. (laughs) So my schedule uh, yesterday was like all levels of insanity. And I realized that my current career slash job is being a mom taxi. And I decided just to embrace it. Like that's, this is the time of life I'm in. And I know that people often say that, you know, the days are long and, but the years are short. And I have been working on embracing that as much as I possibly can. So for all of you with kids, uh, in, in tow in the backseat or, or whatnot, um, I applaud you for all that you are up to and all that you are doing. And you know what, whether you have kids or not, your schedule has changed. It, it does change in the summertime. And I would say even more specifically for those of us that live in the Midwest, uh, the summer is here and the sunshine is well, sort of here and we want to enjoy and soak this up. So I thought this was a timely talk topic for us to discuss five actions to consistently grow your business. I don't know about you, but I find that a lot of business owners uh, will oftentimes put the brakes on when we hit the summer. And then we'll hit the fall when things do, you know, actually uh, pick up a bit in most businesses and they'll wonder why their business isn't growing real fast or as fast as people around them. And if they ask me my opinion, and sometimes even when they don't ask me, I will share with them that pausing at any time in our business, like straight pause, push, you know, on the, you know, foot on the brake that you are going to see and feel that pause later in your business. So if you pause right now in June, you might not feel it right now. Your paycheck may not change a ton. Um, Your your pipeline may not just go cold, Uh, but in like three or four months when we hit fall, you'll feel like you're having to step into a relaunch. 
you know, the whole analogy of stopping, uh, you know, riding your bike when you're, when you're going up a hill, usually you got to get off the bike and walk it up. It's a little bit slow of a process, right? And I would rather not go through that process. I'd rather maybe just slow down a little bit, knowing that my first priority is my, my kiddos and they require a bit more time at this moment, which seems crazy. I'm not even homeschooling them and they take more time, but it's, it's a reality. And knowing that and planning for that, but still being consistent in areas of my business so that when come fall, I'm not like, what the heck am I doing? And, 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 and jumping in actually feeling like I'm in, in some burnout. Like I'm not excited about my business because nothing is flowing. Nothing is happening, uh, easily. Okay. So I've got five things that I keep, um, you know, going in my business, I guess I would say no matter what, um, they are priorities for me, uh, because I know they are going to be some of the things that will continue to help me grow my business even though I can't work it quite as full-time as I do during the school year, or I guess in the same way. So number one is creating a morning routine. Now you may be like, Tina, this is not earth shattering. Nope. Most business lessons aren't. (laughs) We want them to be earth shattering because we're hoping for a new lesson to be learned. We're looking for that secret, you know, access code to get to the top when when actually most of the things that uh, you are being, uh, that you're learning or that I'm sharing with you or any uh, business, you know, inspirational coach, anything they're sharing is stuff we've heard before, right? But we need these reminders because very easy to get off track. So create a morning routine. Part of that is going to be going to bed, maybe not quite as late as, <laughs> as maybe you would like to, or that you are accustomed to, but creating a morning routine is crucial. Now, some moms that have like little bitty uh, kiddos, you might be thinking, huh, how early do I have to start in order to have a morning routine? You know what? I, I believe that it's a little bit of a myth that your kids can't be a part uh, of your morning routine. And that it doesn't necessarily need to be your a hundred percent in quiet Zen mode, being able to meditate and read on your own, it may mean that you're doing something together, but that you actually have a bit of a routine. Now, for me, uh, there were uh, actually a couple of years, uh, you know, during COVID, kind of post-COVID, where I realized that I had become kind of obsessively addicted to my phone and I would grab it sometimes before getting out of bed, even in the morning. And uh, now a few months in, uh, just a little over two months in now to not having my phone be the first thing I touch in the morning and actually having a rule for myself that I don't even touch it at all when I'm in bed has shifted my day, um, actually truly changed my life. And so phone time is something that I do really intentionally rather than a mindless scroll. Now, (laughs) Just a few months ago, I was in the mindless scroll hole, uh, like many of you, and I am so thankful. I feel like I've got my life back. I feel like my life has totally changed, and my morning routine uh, now consists of reading because I realized it wasn't my phone so much that I just loved about being in bed. I just really like being comfy and warm and snuggly in my bed in the morning, and so I lean on a book or I write in my journal. And uh, right now I'm in a uh, Bible study with girlfriends. And so I'm picking up 
you know, books that are, are leading me into my Bible and obviously furthering my life for the better rather than picking up my phone and scrolling on Instagram or whatever it was that I was uh, jumping into. And so I love that, spend a lot more time reading. But anyways, that was kind of a tangent, really creating some sort of morning routine. And I will challenge you that this will probably be seasonal. Uh, For me right now, my kids sleep in like crazy. They are, you know, bordering the teenage years. One is a teenager and they love sleeping in and I'm not mad about it. Have fun sleeping kids. So I have a little bit more free time than I would in the past. And so I get a walk in, you know, I do some other things. If one of the kids wakes up, we'll play cards or something. Um, And so I'll, the summer, I would say uh, for me is a little bit, uh, slower in the morning, but there's still a routine there. Um, and then I do, uh, jump in to work. So number two is have a schedule, but I would say, hold this a little bit loose. So when I say have a schedule, you know, what I would look at it is like budgeting your time, right? Like kind of like you do your cash, (laughs) but leaving some room for margin. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast about having margin in your days so that when a kid uh, asks you to play a card game, like I just mentioned, uh, you have some room in your schedule or go shoot hoops or go lay on the hammocks or whatever it is. Those are some of the things my kids are into right now. I want to have some margin in, margin in there. Just like I like to have some margin in my budget too, to do really fun, different things and a little bit spur of the moment. So when kids ask to go grab ice cream, I don't have to be like, Ooh, time and money factor into that. So um, budget your time, just like you do your cash. And when you're making a schedule, keep the promises that you made to yourself and then fill in the rest. So a few of the things that are on my schedule every single month, um, I will break up into, does this have to happen at a specific time? Uh, and is it important, right? Kind of a non-negotiable. And so that first kind of quadrant, um, I'll fill in that stuff. So one of the non-negotiables that's at a specific time, the same time all the time is our team call. So we put on a team call where we do education and training that happens every Monday night. And the only thing that I will miss this call for, for the most part, I, and there's obviously, you know, exception to every rule, but really the only thing I'll miss that call for is if my kids have a big game. Now, if it's like a scrimmage or something like that, you know, it kind of depends on how excited the kid is for me to be there or whatnot. Uh, but that's a really mostly a non-negotiable uh, night. Now, Another thing that would probably go in another quadrant because it changes times, uh, but it's still very important to me is the kids games, right? Like those are going on the calendar and they can't be moved because I didn't set the schedule, right? For my kids, um, my kids games. And so those go on the schedule and they're, they're non-negotiable. And so have a schedule, stick to it. Now, relating this into your business is what are the things that are moving the needle the most? In your business. So I just got back from retreat last week with a number of my, a few members of my team. And a lot of the discussion was around social media. And some of them actually have decided that that's not going to be a priority for them at all in this season of their business. They do not want to spend a bunch of time marketing in that way because they know they will be seeing a lot of people in person. And it's going to be more effective for them to have those one on one communication times 
rather than posting on social media. You know what? If someone tells me they've got five, you know, maybe 10 hours to work a week, I don't want them spending all their time working on cold marketing. Let's work on the hot marketing, warm marketing type stuff. So when I say number two, have a schedule, let's keep the promises we made to ourselves personally and professionally, creating that blend of what that looks like, your non-negotiables, and then fill in the extras and the rest of stuff. Okay. Number three, do it, do it, even if you don't like it. So I know it's not a fun fact, but it's true. There are things in your business that aren't probably the most fun items. Now you will have a lot of people tell you that everything you don't like, then outsource that. Well, the reality is not all of us have an enormous budget to be able to off, you know, hand off all of these items. You may have to do things. Actually, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say for the rest of your business career, there are going to be things that you don't love to do that, yes, you still need to do them, even if you don't absolutely love them, or maybe you don't, you don't, you don't even, you don't like them. Okay. So something like that for me, and this now might sound silly, but a lot of things that I don't like once I am doing the thing, I actually really like it or enjoy it. It's more of the like leading up to it that I'm like, oh, dreading. And then I either um, am doing it or at the event or whatnot. And I'm like, why don't I do this more often? I absolutely love it. Now, this example may sound crazy to you, but one of the things in my business that I usually act this way with is teaching an oil class, which just makes me laugh when I say that because it's a big part of what I do leading up to the oil class. I'm not super excited about like packing up my bag and driving over and missing whatever it is that evening with my family. But when I'm at the class, I'm so in my zone. I absolutely love it. I'm all there and I leave making new friends, new connections, usually leaving there with a sale or two or three or 10. And I love it and can't wait to get another one on the books. So it's more of the act of, uh, <laughs> of the thing I do not like, um, rather than, you know, like I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking about rather than when I'm actually there. So that's a kind of simple example for you. There may be many things in your business, uh, that you don't love to do, but we still need to do them to make our business go around and grow. Okay. Number four, the statement. I love it and hate it at the same time. You are what you consistently do. So right now, I want to ask you this question. What would you be? If you are what you consistently do right now, what would you be? Who would you be? Right now in this season, I am a mom. (laughs) Like, I'm a mom like 90% of my activities revolve around being a mom and I'm totally okay with that. I'm, I only have these kids for so many summers for so many days, and I'm going to make that my very top priority. Now, Tina, five years ago would not have said that same thing. And you know what? I wish I could go back and do that. I wish the only regret truly, um, I guess, big regret that I have in my life is that I did not prioritize my family more in the beginning of my career. And so if you're there, I'm pleading with you that the business will be there in five years. Your kids may not, they may be out of the house or onto new and bigger, better things. And you think they're going to be in elementary years forever. They're not, they will graduate from those years 
And then they have their own friends and their own schedules. My oldest just got her first job and she starts here at the end of this month in June. And I am so excited for her, but also thinking what I have a kid that is old enough to have a W2 job (laughs) work. She's not old enough to drive to this said job. So her mom gets to do that. Um, but you guys, it goes by so fast. And I know people can tell you that over and over and over again, but what I can tell you is the things to put into action now is to put them at the very top of your priority list and stop believing the lie that you just need one more year or just, it's just a season, uh, to work on your business insanely. Again, it will be there. It will be there later. So you are what you consistently do. Now, how would I apply this to my business? This podcast is one of those things. I absolutely love having a podcast. I love sharing information with other, uh, mainly female business owners are listening to this. That's who I'm hearing from. And I love being able to pour into your lives. I love hearing from you. So please jump over to Instagram at Tina Pettis and let's have a conversation uh, over there. So I'm a podcaster. You are what you consistently do. I am a podcaster. I am very consistent on this show. Number five, consistently improve. So we could just say improve. Now, what does that mean? Uh, I really love working at just improving a little bit. If we just improved, you know, one thing, 1% a day, think about how much better we would be at several things, or maybe you're just focused on one specific area of your life. Uh, For me right now, one of my biggest focuses is whatever book it is we are reading in my uh, group, my Bible study group. And right now we're reading a book called Mama Bear Apologetics, Empowering Your Kids to Challenge Cultural Lies. It's by um, Hillary Morgan Frerer. And I absolutely love, love this book. And so I'm looking at improving some mom skills, right. But also digging into my Bible more, uh, with, in considering apologetics. And so does this have anything to do with business? Of course it does. Like, I believe that, um, working in improving myself in any area of my life is helping me be a better person. Therefore helping me be a, a better business owner. And so when I look back and reevaluate, I really like to do that every, you know, three to six months where I look at where was I three months ago? Where was I six months ago? Where was I a year ago? And I'm not just talking about financial because that's a really easy one for us to focus on. And right now um, I've heard a lot of people that their businesses are not in a growth state right now because of the economy. So if we only measure based on that, we'll always feel as if we are in a failure zone when we're not putting into account that there are things that are working against us uh, that we have no control over. And so when you're thinking of the, the, the questions, are you in the same place as last year? Or where was I three months ago or six months ago? Like I said, try to find some things. And I, I don't like using the word try to find or try, um, find the things that are measurable and also in your control. Uh, for me, I can look at six months ago and I did not have this podcast rolling on a regular basis. I also hadn't completed the challenge 75 hard. There are many things that I've been able to check off and believe 
truly, I know that I am a different and better person and have improved uh, my health, uh, my emotions, mental state, and uh, really learned a lot in this last uh, six months. So five simple things, create a morning routine, have a schedule and keep that promise to yourself. Do the things, even if you don't like them all, be consistent. You remember you are what you consistently do. And number five, work on improving yourself a little bit every single day. I hope these were helpful for you. For many of you, they will be reminders. But as we embark on this next, you know, 10, 12 weeks of uh, summer, I really want to be able to encourage you to be as consistently, uh, as consistent as you can be in your business so that come fall, uh, you're not boohooing that business has completely come to a halt. So take these five actions so your business can consistently grow. And so can you. I can't wait to chat with you over on Instagram at Tina Pettis. And also I would love and be so honored if you would leave a review on this podcast. You can do that both on Spotify and or uh, Apple uh, podcast app. So have a great and wonderful week and we will see you back here next Thursday. Bye guys.